Welcome to Grace and Glory Audio, featuring Pastor P.G. Matthew. Today, Pastor Matthew continues in the Bible series in the book of James with part one of this message entitled, The Poor Rich and the Rich Poor, preached June the 9th, 2013. If you have your Bible with you, please turn to James chapter 1, verse 9. The poor is rich. From James chapter 1. 9 through 11. James instructed us that we need wisdom to respond to trials with all joy, that we may have endurance, that we may arrive at maturity, that we may not remain infants. In James 1, 9 through 11, we learn how to deal with trials of poverty and trials of wealth. We need to look at these conditions with godly and not worldly perspective. We must consider these conditions biblically. God's perspective is the opposite of the perspective of this sinful world. The poor believer and the rich must look at situations in the light of eternity, in the light of divine plan. Pastor James has a word of encouragement for all believers especially the majority who were suffering from grinding poverty. Paul tells us in 1 Corinthians 1, not many believers were wise or influential or rich or of noble birth. God chose the foolish to shame the wise. He chose the weak to shame the strong. He chose the lowly and the despised to shame the high and mighty. He chose the nothings to make nothing of those claimed to be something so that no one may boast to be for him. He chose the zeros of the world that they fulfill the scripture which says let him who boasts boast in the Lord the poor sinners like the publican and Lazarus are saved by their God given faith in Jesus Christ the rich Pharisee Saul of Tarsus He became poor for Christ's sake. He was saved in the same way of union with Christ. Union with Christ in his death, burial, resurrection, ascension, and session. Friends, for all eternity, we are vitally united with Christ as a branch is united with the vine. Christ is our life. 
Nothing can separate us from Christ. In him we live. And live forever. Jesus Christ is our shepherd. And so we lack nothing. For us he is the way. The truth and the life. He is the resurrection and the life for us. By faith in him. We have crossed over. From death into life. And it is impossible to go back. To death. Remember what Jesus said. In John 10, 28 through 30. I give them eternal life. And they shall never perish. No one can snatch them out of my hand. My father who has given them to me. Is greater than all. No one can snatch them out of my father's hand. I and the father are one. He has given us eternal life. We shall never perish. We are in God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. This infinite personal triune God dwells in us. We have been baptized into the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. We are eternally secure. We are able to do all things through Christ who gives us strength. We are weak, but he is strong. He gives us more grace. And his grace is more than sufficient. The poor believer is rich in God. He is rich because he is united with Christ. The world may despise him. But God loves him and cares for him. He is already exalted by him. He is seated with Christ in heavenly places right now. The father paid the highest price to redeem him. Jesus Christ, the Son of God, died for his salvation. Poor saint, you are the portion of God. You are God's inheritance. As we read in Deuteronomy 32 verse 9, For the Lord's portion, Lord's share, Lord's inheritance is his people. Jacob, his allotted inheritance. And God is your inheritance and portion. So God spoke to Abraham. After this, the word of the Lord came to Abram in a vision. Do not be afraid, Abram. I am your shield. Your very great reward. And the psalmist says, Whom have I in heaven but you? And earth has nothing I desire besides you. 
My flesh and my heart may fail, but God is the strength of my heart and my portion forever. Know therefore, poor saint, lowly saint, true riches do not consist in material things. Material riches deceives people into thinking they do not need God. So Jesus said in Matthew 13:22, the one who received the seed that fell among the thorns is the man who hears the word. But the worries of this life and the deceitfulness of wealth choke it, making it unfruitful. Jesus said, What does it profit if you gain the whole world and lose your soul? What does it profit? Nothing but eternal hell to which the rich, proud man who refused to believe in the Messiah descended. He is in hell, in torment, in fire, and in agony. Poor saint, you are loved by God from all eternity. He chose you to salvation. God predestined you to be conformed to the image of Jesus Christ. In time, he saved you by the gospel. God has blessed you with every spiritual blessing in Christ. You are poor in material things, but you are rich in God. You are rich in spiritual things, things everlasting. So Paul says in Second Corinthians 8 and verse 9, For you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that though he was rich, for your sakes he became poor. So that you through his poverty might become rich. Paul says in Romans 10 verse 12. For there is no difference between Jew and Gentile. The same Lord is Lord of all and richly blesses all who call on him. Through the incarnational life, death, and resurrection of Jesus Christ, we have been made rich. Paul says in Philippians 3, But whatever was to my profit, I now consider loss for the sake of Christ. What is more, I consider everything a loss compared to the surpassing greatness of knowing Christ Jesus my Lord for whose sake I have lost all things. I consider them rubbish that I may gain Christ. And he says in 1 Corinthians 3 So then no more boasting about men. All things are yours. 
whether Paul or Apollos or Cephas or the world or life or death or the present or the future, all things are yours. And you are of Christ and Christ is of God. And he says in 1 Corinthians 6, do you not know that the saints will judge the world? And if you are to judge the world, are you not competent to judge trivial cases? Do you not know that we will judge angels? Friends, the secret of spiritual riches is union with Christ. Who is given all things by the Father, so we have everything in him. We are the bride of Christ. We are seated with Christ. We are God's inheritance. We are God's share, God's portion. In Christ we are. We own all things. And we judge the world. The devil is subject to us. In Jesus Christ. We are God's children by adoption. So Paul says in Romans 8 verse 17. Now if we are children. Then we are heirs. Heirs of God. Joined heirs with Christ. So poor saint, you are a brother in Christ. So verse 9 says, Rejoice, a command, the poor brother. Rejoice in your height. You are a brother in Christ. You belong to God's family. You are God's heir. God himself values you highly as his inheritance. So God commands you to boast glory. Rejoice continually. Not in your poverty. Not in your low position in the world. But in your height. In the high position God has granted you by grace. God opposes the proud but he lifts the humble. The cross of Christ brings down the proud and lifts up the lowly. Rejoice, glory, boast in the Lord in your justification. In your adoption. In your daily sanctification. In your reconciliation. In your future glorification. Friends see through the eye of faith. The eye of the word of God. Your exaltation in Christ. Join Holy Mary. Mother of the Lord and sing. My soul glorifies the Lord. And my spirit rejoices in God my Savior. For he has been mindful of the humble state of his servant. His mercy extends 
to those who fear him from generation to generation he has performed mighty deeds with his arm he has scattered those who are proud in their inmost thoughts he has brought down rulers from their thrones but has lifted up the humble think not in worldly terms to marry the world and Christ the brother of jesus said this James chapter 4 and verse 4 you adulterous people don't you know that friendship with the world is hatred toward god anyone who chooses to be a friend of the world becomes an enemy of god and john the apostle said in first john 2 do not love the world or anything in the world if anyone loves the world the love of the father is not in him for everything in the world the cravings of sinful man the lust of his eyes and boasting of what he has he has and does comes not from the father but from the world the world and its desires is lost pass away but the man who does the will of god lives forever you see sir i can join this stinking movement and build this church by the thousands then i say it is okay to fornicate it is okay to do everything worldly and come to church just believe You don't have to be changed or transformed. You don't have to be holy. What did Paul say do not conform any longer to the pattern of this world but be transformed by the renewing of your mind? Paul said do not be yoked together with unbelievers for what do righteousness and wickedness have in common? or what fellowship can light have with darkness i said think not in worldly terms have a heavenly divine perspective and so poor saint glory in god james says you are poor yet in god you are really and truly rich If you possess God why do you need gold You are given the kingdom of God It is the good pleasure of the Father to give you little flock the kingdom of God And James says in chapter 2 verse 5 Listen my dear brothers Has not God chosen those who are poor in the eyes of the world to be rich in faith and to inherit the kingdom he promised those who love him And to the church of Smyrna listen to what Jesus Christ is saying to the angel of the church of Smyrna write these are the words of him who is the first and the last who died and came to life again I know your affliction and your poverty yet you are rich says jesus christ 
and to the church of Laodicea be where they are also. Jesus Christ says, you say I am rich, I have acquired wealth and do not need a thing. But you do not realize that you are wretched, pitiful, poor, blind, naked. I counsel you to buy from me gold refined in the fire so you can become rich and white clothes to wear so you can cover your shameful nakedness and salve to put on your eyes so you can see see the perspective of God and in God's perspective you are rich and Jesus said looking at his disciples he said blessed are you who are poor for yours is the kingdom of God yours is the kingdom of God what is the kingdom of God righteousness peace and joy in the Holy Spirit Look at the poor, sick, and despised Lazarus. He is in heaven. Look at the despised yet confessing thief nailed to the cross. He is with Christ in paradise. Jesus, the owner of the universe, was characterized by humiliation and poverty. Jesus replied, foxes have holes and birds of the air have nests, but the Son of Man has no place to lay his head. Paul says in Philippians 2, your attitude should be the same as that of Christ Jesus, who being in the very nature God, did not consider equality with God something to be grasped, but made himself nothing taking the very nature of a servant being made in human likeness and being found in appearance as a man he humbled himself and became obedient to death even the death of the cross Jesus was very poor he was always borrowing the womb of Mary the tomb of Joseph of Arimathea a donkey a boat and a room his condition was worse than of a fox and birds Jesus was truly homeless yet the father loved him and said this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased listen to him God's poor saints are truly rich in God they are truly happy in God God gives his people every good thing. So Psalm 84:11 we read for the Lord God is a sun and shield the Lord bestows favor and honor no good thing does he withhold from those whose walk is blameless. Moses spent 80 days in the presence of God without eating and drinking God himself is the bread of life and the water of life when we seek first with all our heart the kingdom of God God will surely meet all our physical needs he is Jehovah Jireh 
with God we are content in every circumstance of life friends the apostles were very poor yet they were rich then peter said silver and gold have i none but i have i given to you in the name of jesus christ of nazareth walk in 2 Corinthians 6 verse 10 Paul says sorrowful yet always rejoicing poor yet making many rich having nothing and yet possessing everything Paul said in Romans 8 verse 32 he who did not spare his own son but gave him up for us all how will he not also along with him freely give us all things know this friends here we are pilgrims we are sojourners we travel on the highway of holiness to Zion the city of God because our citizenship truly is in heaven and we eagerly await a savior from there the Lord Jesus Christ who will transform our lowly bodies so that they'll be like his glorious body the poor lowly and despised saint your God commands you to boast glory and rejoice in what you are in Christ and what God has done for you glory in your high standing with God you are precious to God more than all the gold of the world he loves you and he loves you forever poor Nathaniel Don't be surprised that Jesus saw you when you were sitting under the fig tree. He saw you even before. He made you in your mother's womb. He saw you and loved you even before that. He saw you in eternity past. He saw you as a miserable sinner and yet he loved you with an eternal life and chose you to eternal life. We are God's people for the praise of his glorious grace. You are poor yet you are rich in God. God who has no need God alone who is independent desires to fellowship with you forever. Wonder of wonders. So poor saint do not let your heart be troubled. Trust in God. Jesus said trust also in me in my father's house or many rooms if it were not so I would have told you I'm going there. To prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you. I'll come back to take you to be with me. That you also may be where I am. 
And Jesus said, Father, I want those you have given me to be with me where I am and to see my glory. The glory you have given me before you loved me before the creation of the world. Even now we rejoice in the midst of our pain and troubles. Paul says, not only so, but we also rejoice in our sufferings. And Peter said, though you have not seen him, you love him. And even though you do not see him now, you believe in him and are filled with an inexpressible and glorious joy. But friends, the fullness of our joy and salvation is still waiting. Jesus is coming to take us home to a new heaven and a new earth where is no sin or pain. There dwells only righteousness. So John wrote down what he saw in the spirit. Revelation 21, then I saw a new heaven and a new earth for the first heaven and the first earth had passed away and there was no longer any sea. I saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride beautifully dressed for her husband. And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, Now the dwelling of God is with men, and he will live with them. They will be his people, and God himself will be with them, and be their God. And he will wipe every tear from their eyes. There will be no more death or mourning, or crying, or pain. For the old order of things has passed away. Are you poor? Are you weak? Are you despised? Are you a zero in the eyes of the world? Have you trusted in Jesus Christ, the King and Savior of the world? Then you are rich indeed. Rich in God, not in gold. Yours is the kingdom of God. And Jesus Christ is coming. For you and for all of us. He is coming for his glorious bride. That we live with him forever. Enjoying the fullness of our salvation is coming soon. Father, help us to glory, to boast, to rejoice, not in ourselves, but in our height, in God, in what God has done for us. His Son came to our hell our lowly condition and took us up way up to heaven and we are seated with Christ in heavenly places 
Therefore we sing and worship and praise our God. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God our Heavenly Father, and the sweet communion of the Holy Spirit be with each one of us now and forevermore. Amen.